Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Mets with a big comeback when Yankees lose a tough one in the 10th inning, giving up a three-run homer, 3 nothing. they lose. A scoreless game going on in the 10th. It was a pitcher's duel in Toronto tonight between two teams that clearly don't like each other very much, and the Yankees will be looking to take that series win, try to make it three of four tonight. With Nestor Cortez on the mound. Cortez has to bounce back here. He's been struggling. Yankees are going to need him. Carlos Rodon uh, is throwing off a flat ground, I guess it is. Or he's throwing from 90 feet, whatever it is. He starts to work his way back. Luis Severino is going to take Domingo Herman's spot in the rotation this weekend. The Yanks now going to be shorthanded with Herman getting that suspension for some of the sticky stuff. Something we saw the Mets deal with uh, earlier in the year with Max Scherzer. So it got that going on. Um, but an important game, really, today's an important day for both these teams. Yeah, I know it's early. Um, I maybe use the term important a little bit loosely here, but Mets need a series win in the worst way. And the Yankees, believe it or not, could use a series win against the Blue Jays. We talk about the Yankees playing much better, but even with them playing much better, they lost two of three to the Rays. They swept the A's, sure, but that's the A's. And then they split with the Rays. So a split here would kind of feel like a loss, especially the way the Yankees got out of the gate in this series, and especially with the way that, you know, there's been that animosity between the two sides. Losing a game, not a big deal. Losing, you know, these next two, uh, if they lost, uh, you know, later on today, losing two straight after winning the first two, that would be a disappointing end to that series and hurt a little bit of the good feel, the really good feel that we've had with the Yankees over the course of the last couple weeks. 877-337-6666. Don is calling from Linden, New Jersey. What's up, Don? How you doing, Sal? Uh, you there, Don? Can you hear me? Yes. What's up, Don? And the Mets were fourteen and seven three and a half weeks ago. Things looked great, seven and one on the beginning of the West Coast trip. And my God, I mean, losing three out of five series to sub five hundred teams. Anyway, 
a little history for Mets fans, just to, to give us some hope. The nineteen, uh, the 2019 Mets were 39, 39 and 50 at the All-Star break, and a laughing stock. Then they got a little hot, and they climbed within five or six games of 500. Then they got white hot. They won eight in a row. And if it wasn't for a bad Stephen Matt start in Pittsburgh on a Saturday afternoon where they had a 3-1 lead, they would have had a 16-game winning streak because they won the next seven and they vaulted themselves into the second wildcard position at the time. And there was no hope for that team. And this was not a team with Pete Alonso under the head Jake then. So we can't, be, we, we can't falter. It's a long, long, long season. That's what I'm trying to make the point. And I guess it too, but it did happen. No, it's a look. It is a very long season. You've heard callers before reference whether it's the Phillies last year, whether it's the Nationals in 2019, whether it's the Braves last year. Especially now with the way that baseball has expanded the postseason, so you have the extra teams getting in the playoffs, and really it's all about getting into the playoffs. So we have to look at it differently. I know we want to put importance on every single game, and every game does count, but it does count a little bit less when you talk about it in regards to. You know, um, this you know the the team making the they they're going to make the playoffs in all likelihood anyway. So I shouldn't say that because you know obviously anything could happen here. But as long as you get in, you're fine. And it's such a long season, and you don't have to win ninety plus games to get into the postseason necessarily. You referenced it, so uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I I think it's important for the By team the way, to start that, playing. Good. The Yankee point from way back yeah. when. Yeah. Because I'm 68 years old and I remember the mix very well. Mantle was amazing. He could with drag bunts. The Yankees could be down one nothing in the sixth inning, and Mantle would drag. This happened not that more often than you think. He would dra- he would lay a drag bunt single down a third base line, and of course Yogi would hit a home run, or you know how it went. But Mickey was the maybe because he had Rizzuto as a teammate, but wow. He could butt with the best of them. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for that information, Don. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be able to do with that, but I appreciate you sharing it with us anyway. Look, it's important to win games, obviously. And there are, you know, better teams. The Mets are competing with Atlanta for the division. Although right now, you know, the, the Braves are, there is no competition. The Mets have been bad, and the Braves have been continued on to what they did a year ago. And the Yankees are competing with the best division in Major League Baseball, so you always want to win these games early on. They do matter in the standings, which are going to add up toward the end of the year. So there is importance on it, but it's just a little bit less importance because, what? okay, so what? You don't win the division, you don't get a bye. Big deal. You're still in the playoffs, and you saw what could happen with the Phillies last year getting into the World Series. So it's not like you can't achieve your ultimate goals even if you don't in fact go out there and win the division that's why it feels like these games mean a little bit less in the regular season now than they used to in years past where i mean geez even back when i was growing up obviously you had to win the division to make it to the playoffs each division winner made it to the playoffs and that was it so now it's not like that so there is definitely a de-emphasis on the regular season but you know, it could snowball the wrong way. Just like if you don't make a big deal, okay, well, let's not make a big deal. The Mets lost a series to the Nationals, but then that turns into getting swept by the Tigers, and that turns into losing two out of three of the Rockies at home, and that turns into losing, you know, uh, to the Reds or the Nationals again. Like, you know, there's you you at some point you got to pick it up, 
and kick it into gear. At some point, it does start getting late. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. Philip is in Freeport. What's up, Philip? You know, I don't think it's nice that you're doing these calls on the, you know, on the side of the mound. You're still on flat ground. I mean, talking, it's not nice. I mean, I mean, this guy, Verlander, is making a gang of money. Come on. You, you were in what, Cy Young last year? Listen, Sal, I don't understand. I don't know what it. you're talking about. I'm, what, uh, no, I, I was trying to joke around. I'm saying this. You make a lot of money, you know, perform. I mean, oh, you, right. you're making gigantic right. money. This, this is not a guy that, what's he making, like 40-plus million a year, Sal? Yeah. I mean, Verlander? Yeah, Verlander, 43, him and Scherzer, yes. Right. I'm a big Yankee fan, okay? But I just wanted to, you know, touch on it. It goes for everybody else, too. I mean, all these guys underachieve. It's, it's not good. I mean, you want the big money, be a superstar. You make superstar money, I mean, play like a superstar. Obviously, the Yankees are hurting. They need starting pitching. Uh, Rodan, Rodan, I mean, it's right. terrible. I mean, it's, it's such a, a, you know, hurtful situation. What, $160 million, if I'm not mistaken, for that contract? I mean, that, that's a big contract. Severino... Uh, they, they they got a catcher two years ago. He he's still on the on a carton of milk, you know, milk uh, uh, disappearing act. I mean, th- these are very tough things. Brian Cashman's on, on record going like this. Hey Brian, when you sign these big contracts, what do you do? He goes, I go to the uh, church and light a candle. <laughs> it's it's really tough. Well, I you mean, never you never know what can happen with a free agent signing, and that's why with the Mets specifically with Scherzer mm-hmm. and Verlander, mm-hmm. I actually have no problem with it because. They're paying based on track record. What better track record to invest in than Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer? I understand that they're older now. You're talking about guys who are one is 40, one is going to be 40. But you're going, and it's a shorter-term contract, so why not pay more money per year on a shorter-term contract for a, 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 you know, two guys with the best resumes possible as opposed to, let's say, a Rodon where he's been often injured. Right. Yeah, he's good. You know, but the Yankees commit 160 or whatever it was to, to and, him. And, good. And, no, and great points. Listen, look, you're in this all day long, SNY. Mm-hmm. You do a fantastic job on that. You, you really do. I mean, really good. And then you're on FAN. Listen, do you really think, you know, that this guy has got, got the uh, – you know, the New York creeps, you know, like, like all of a sudden, oh, I'm in New York, pressure. I mean, what pressure? Who? He hasn't even pitched. I mean, Verlander, I'm no, saying. No, but Verlander's fine. Look, he didn't pitch. He, he's pitched three times. So mm-hmm. he was good his first two, and he was bad against the Rays his last time out. So I'm not going to say that Verlander doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. I'd be more concerned about Max Scherzer than I am with Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. And do you think the Yankees lineup really changes if uh, Stanton comes back? I mean, he's always hurt, obviously. It, it's disappointing. I like that he came out and said, I'm very upset. Uh, I, I don't want this. I think that was really good. I mean, the, the agents never say anything. I uh, think they'd be better off without Stan. Maybe not in, in, in this variety. They need to replace him, Philip, and thank you for the call. I, if it were me, I would have never brought John Carl Stan in. It's nothing personal. I understand why the Yankees did it. I just felt like the move was redundant. They already had Aaron Judge coming off of that 2017 season. You did not need another guy who's going to be an all-nothing, big-time power hitter, but strikes out a ton and plays the same position. Like You didn't need that. And in the years since, it has prevented the Yankees from building a better balanced team, maybe a team that fits a little bit better. So that, you know, if I didn't want him then, and obviously the Yankees haven't won with him, and I'm not saying it's his fault, 
But I think him being here has prevented them from building a better team. I know he's had some clutch postseasons, and that's why fans will hang on to the hope of John Carl Stanton. I know his bat can be a game wrecker. He'll go on a, a two-week stretch like no other. But then he'll disappear for two weeks, or he'll be hurt for a month and a half. He's always hurt. And having him on your team, you are, in a lot of ways, relying on him to produce. And you know you have to get through weeks, if not months, without him. Every year, that's a pattern. So I would move on from John Carl Stanton. The Yankees could win without him. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. I haven't heard from you, Eric. How are you? Yeah, hey Sal. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry about that. It's just that uh, so I'm having some uh, allergy issues, so it's hard to talk without coughing sometimes. Though, but uh, uh, you know, look, it's <laughs> some some of the calls are have been interesting. But uh, you know, the, I, I have a couple of questions with regards to you know, like with Vientos and everything. guy called last night. He said he wanted to call you, but he came out and said that he he said that Senga was going to get like hammered yesterday, which obviously didn't happen. Right. So I was glad to see that, and I and I, I don't see that guy calling tonight just to, you know because he was Senga uh, was great. I mean, twelve strikeouts. Yeah. He looked dominant. He this is the best we've ever seen him. Yeah, which which is important considering he really didn't look that great in his last outing, and to do it against Tampa, I think was huge. But you know. Yeah, I'm excited, obviously, that they brought Vientos up and everything. But my question is this, okay, because I've always wondered, and I know it's different with everyone who's you know held the position, but who actually makes these decisions sometimes about whether or not to bring the guys up? Because, you know, it was pretty clear. And, again, he's only been here for one one day. But, I mean, they've already brought up uh, Beatty and uh, mm-hmm. Alvarez. But, but when, when you know that the team needs a shakeup of some sorts, and they're they're only they're limited in, in what they can do because really the pitching is not much of a uh, an option right now as far as uh, in the minors. Who des- uh, who decides and, and and like why, you know, of when when to bring the guys up? Because I mean, you know, the it, you know the Vientos and Mauricio have obviously been hitting. Now you don't you don't know if that's going to translate up here all the time, but. You know, I mean, obviously we saw a little bit uh, spark yesterday when he came up. I mean, that was a huge contribution there. But I mean, he he, he could have been up here earlier. You know, the question is, you know, why not? Well, I think so. it's a Billy Epler decision, and I agree with you. I mean, this is what I was talking about yesterday on Baseball Night New York on SMY. Yeah. Why now? Like, what what is the holdup? You know, who's making this decision? Why now? And I think it was a couple of things. The Mets clearly struggling, and Vientos just left them no choice. I mean, every night the guy's hitting a home run. It's like, all right, well, you got to bring him up here. He's he's hitting his way up here. Let's see if he could provide a jolt for us. But I believe the way that I understood it, and I think Andy Martino said this on Baseball Night New York, Billy Epler made the decision to bring Vientos up here, and then he's letting Buck Showalter decide how to use uh, how to utilize them? When to put them in a the lineup? Where are you going to play them? Right, right. Well, I mean, well, obviously, too, yeah, because I mean, you know, positioning and all that other stuff, you know, clearly is, uh, you know, you know, Bucks uh, forte there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a shame that it, it, it couldn't have happened earlier. And, and again, I mean, if it did was if it was two weeks ago, who knows if it if it would translate the same way? I mean, I, I know that's all a crapshoot and everything, but uh, you know, it's uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully. This is a spark. Now, again, like you said, you know, later today, you know, the, a lot of it depends on how it goes today. But uh, yeah, it would be nice to see, even even if they, 
if they play well today, because that, that's been a big issue too. And I know like Hector's brought it up in some others, you know, the fundamentals have not been great lately. If they play well today and still lose for whatever reason, you know, at least it's an encouraging sign. And maybe they can just, I know they got Cleveland coming up, you know, and they, they play well against that, uh, that series. I know I'm, I'm trying to go to the game Saturday, but I'm trying to convince my father to go, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, that that would be encouraging. Yeah, they got to start somewhere, you know. They, and like you said, you don't want it to be too late uh, before they kick it into gear. So we'll we'll see what happens. So. Yeah. Well, look, it was a huge win for him, and good to hear from you, Eric. Thank you for taking the time to call. It was a huge win for him, and now they have to build off of it. For one night, though, it was the excitement that Met fans have dreamed of because you saw your guy Pete Alonso, who is the power bat, getting the job done with the game-winning homer. And prior to that, you saw two game-tying home runs from the rookies, from guys you've been wanting to see up here all year long. Vientos, his first game this year with the Mets, a game-tying two-run homer. He said it feels different this time. He's more prepared. He's ready. Now, when we saw him last year, it was like, all right, well, he got some opportunities, didn't really do much with it. But now immediately having an impact, picking up where he left off in AAA. And then you saw Alvarez hitting a bomb of a home run. Look, that's a spot where he had to have one thing on his mind. I got to hit a three-run homie here to tie up this game. Two outs, down three, two on, Alvarez up in the ninth. You're thinking one thing there. Come on, big boy, hit a home run. And he did. That is an incredible night for this team that has basically had nothing go right all year long for him. Now, if they can't build off of this, it's going to be a problem. Another problem. Mike is calling from Kings Park. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Sal? Yeah, big win. I agree. All the, uh, <clears throat> all the things that transpired were uh, positive and exciting for fans. And, uh, you know, you could tell it meant a lot to the players and Buck tonight, too, to get the win the way they did. Um, I'm just going forward the season. I got to see these kids play more. I just got to. Um, I just. I, I can't see Canna and Vogelback and these guys anymore. Like these guys, they got they got. I'm not saying maybe they're not going to hit as good as these veterans yet, but they got power, and that's something a lot of these guys don't have. Like I feel like Alvarez and and Vientos, maybe they're a threat when they get up there to put one in the seats. And I just don't feel the same way with these other guys. They've been marching out there, um, but I'm just really worried about Scherzer. I just think. If Scherzer can't be the horse that we needed him to be this year, I mean, the Mets are going to really have a hard time getting to the wild card, I think, because they're one injury away from that starting rotation, and Scherzer is not going to be the Max Scherzer that we've seen throughout his career from really, really being in trouble. So that's my big concern going forward. Scherzer should be the biggest concern right now, because I do think Verlander will stabilize things. Hopefully, Kodai Senga can build off of this and at least become a little bit more consistent moving forward. You know, they start to get guys back healthy, whether it's Carrasco, whether it's Quintana, maybe those guys can give them some veteran innings and not be dominant, but at least be consistent in the back end of that rotation. They need Max Scherzer to be Max Scherzer. Even if it is for six innings a game this year, they need him and Verlander to be the one-two punch in this rotation. That's how they're built. Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm, I agree. I, I have more faith in Verlander. I think you know, he, like you said, he only had three starts. He didn't look great last time, but, you know, he looked pretty good the first couple of games. I have more faith in Berlin. Scherzer, I just, he just hasn't looked right for a while now since 
really go back to last year. And it's just, to me, I just don't see, he's not getting any younger. And it just seems like whether this pitch clock thing's wearing him down or getting his head and injuries are starting to kind of creep up on him now. I'm just very concerned about Scherzer. And that's the big concern for this team. Yeah, yeah. And th- look, and now the last start, and thank you for the call, Mike, last start for Scherzer was encouraging. So you have to hope that he could build off of that. And we've seen this before. Where, all right, that's an encouraging start. Let's see if he can continue it. So it's encouraging to see that from Scherzer, but you actually need to see it now together, all connected. We've been waiting for, you know, what, two weeks now at least where – they got swept in Detroit, but that was supposed to be the restart to the season with Verlander and Scherzer being back. Verlander making his debut, Scherzer being back off of suspension. Didn't work out the way that everybody expected. Scherzer just has not been good, but last time out at least was an encouraging outing. I know Verlander this time through, he got hit hard. It's been kind of jumbled. Kodai Senga was dominant tonight, but will he be like that next go-around? Those three guys have the promise of being top guys. They have the potential of being top guys, but they haven't done it yet consistently, either individually or together in that rotation. And that's where the Mets' foundation for this year will be built. From there, maybe they could go out there and get the offense to do enough to win some games like we saw a year ago. But it all starts with that starting pitching. And my top concern about this team is, in fact, Max Scherzer and what he is going to be now the rest of his career. Hey, Mel, Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as. What? Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Go little 2 a.m. Pat Boyle will take you through the overnight. Continuing your calls here. Mets with a huge win. Yankees lose game three of their four-game series in Toronto. Nestor Cortez on the mound tonight and a big start for him. He hasn't been very good this year. Yanks are going to need him, especially now with Herman out for the 10-game suspension. Although we expect Luis Severino to take his spot in that rotation coming up this weekend. But still... You know, the Yankees need Cortez to be that legit number two behind Garrett Cole. And the Yankees need a nice series win. Same with the Mets. They need to go out there behind Tyler McGill and find a way to win this afternoon. Gino is calling from Levittown. What's up, Gino? Hey, Sally. I just want you to know uh, you're one of the best. I listen to you every night, but you made me laugh tonight, Sal. 
when that girl, I think her name was Nicole, called and he said, oh, yeah, the WBC, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> I was hysterical, hysterical. Oh, thank you. That. I appreciate and that, then, Gino. Thank you. And then to follow it up when you said your daughter, that's a crappy team, <laughs> you made me laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm funny then, sometimes, Gino, yeah. Yeah, the, the last one was uh, when you said to the caller, uh, thanks for the information, but I don't know what we're going to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember well, all three of those time, moments. Sal. Thank you, Gino. You're I appreciate it. and funny. I enjoy you very much. Thank, Thank you. you for listening to me. Appreciate it. Is that it? That's it, Gino. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You actually wanted to talk about something other than just complimenting me. More of those, please. Send them my way. But thank you, Gino. Yes, it's been, you know, sometimes we can entertain. We try. Although tonight, the Mets were doing the primary entertaining, which is a rarity this year anyway. Last year, no doubt about it. The Mets were very entertaining, start to finish. This year, that has not been the case. And what's great about last night was that they looked lifeless. They looked bad. And we're watching the game saying, man, this just looks like a bad team right now. And the Vientos homer gave him some life, and then they gave it right back. And Adovino's driving everybody nuts where he's throwing fat pitches to lefties, can't hold guys on, whatever. He gives it right back. But then they come back again in the ninth. Incredible. Kevin is in Copag. What's up, Kev? What's up, Sal? You know, I, 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 the last two weeks, I, I haven't even, three weeks, I haven't even listened to WFN. I'm just like, I can't listen to the negative Mets stuff. It's like driving me nuts, man. Like, this team... You there? Yeah, I'm here, Sal. It's just too much, man. Like I'm so upset. It's just like, oh, but but tonight's a big win. It, it's it's a big win, but it's just like I can't listen to WFN. It's just like everyone's dog on the Mets, like BT Geo. I just well, I mean they've been up. they've been bad. See, to me, last night was not about the bad Mets. To me, last night was more about the Yankees. So I started the show talking about that. But we did get into the Mets, of course. Look, they've been bad, but they were playing themselves into irrelevancy. A win that, like last night, can get them back on the board here and maybe give them some momentum and start playing some good baseball here moving forward to where we could be talking about them in a positive way and looking ahead to maybe what moves they need to make to get even better. But right now, I mean, the way that it's been the majority of the year for them, they've just not been playing good baseball at all. You know, I'm like a positive Mets fan. You know, I'm just like, I'm trying to tune in WF. It's just like all negative. I can't. It's just like it depresses. It depresses me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Depresses the what? You know, Daniel Vogelback. <laughs> I think Ronnie Mauricio. He's got a I, Vogelback. I mean, what, what does he do? He just uh, he's trying to get a he's trying to get a walk or he's yeah. Vogelback walks. He, he he likes to go up there and and walk. I mean, look, they are going to have to. And thank you for the call, Kevin. They are going to have to replace. Daniel Vogelback. They may not think it. They may look at the numbers and say, well, look, he gets on base. He's the one guy who's done his job consistently. Look at these numbers. Look at the splits. Uh, You watch Vogelback. He drives you absolutely nuts. He does nothing on the field. He's not a baseball player at all. So there are problems there. Now, is he the problem? No, but he's part of the problem and the construction of this team. Matter of fact, I would just right now let Vientos be the primary DH. Sit Vogelback or move Vogelback or get rid of him. And let Vientos be the primary DH. I think Daniel Vogelback is essentially useless. He's a guy who walks but can't run once he gets on the bases. So what good is he? Doesn't swing the bat. Doesn't hit for power. Can't hit lefties. Can't field. Can't run. Doesn't hit for a high average. Like, what does he do exactly? 
He's a, uh, you know, an analytics dream, I guess, with the on-base. Yeah, he's always walking. He's always walking. he got great play discipline. Yeah, that's great. Watch him play. Watch how many games, how many moments that could have changed with a swing of the bat that he doesn't swing. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to pick on Vogelback, but I just think that he is a problem. If you replace him with a ball player, a guy who could play maybe every day like Vientos, even as a DH, then so be it. Why not give him a run? DH is a position now. I mean, it's been in the American League, but it is a position in the National League. Doesn't mean just because a young player comes up that he can't be a DH primarily. Maybe Vientos is going to be a DH, a lifelong DH. Let's find out. Ben is calling from Long Island. What's up, Ben? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Ben? I want to talk about the Washington Wizards. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. A couple of points. First with the Yankees. All right, they've been driving me mad. I've got two more problems with Boone that no one's been talking about. Tonight and the Rays game a couple days ago. The Rays game a couple days ago, it's man on second, one out, and Isak Paredes is up. What happens? Base it, walk off, see you later. It's so simple what you have to do there. What happened tonight? Man at second and third, Danny Jansen up, a guy with a career 250 batting average against the Yankees. He looks like he's Barry Bonds. What happens? Three on home run. One out. Anyone with any baseball sense, you intentionally walk the guy. Set up the double play. Right. You gain nothing by pitching to him. Right. And it's and came back to bite that. Well, I didn't have a problem with it myself in real time, although we were trying to watch the Mets at the same time. As, oh, uh, I was screaming. Me and my, I'm screaming intentionally. Well, you gain nothing by pitching with him. That's, that's how you can get a fly ball. You got to face the next guy. Yeah. At least you have the potential to one pitch get out of it. And maybe they just didn't want to put more. I, I mean, I, I don't, how many outs were there at the time? There was one out. You gained nothing. Yeah. A fly ball game over. So you might as well try to induce a ground ball and end the game. Or at least go to the 11th. Yeah, they probably then just felt, you're right, because you're not gaining anything in that spot, but they're just feeling like, hey, you know. It's he's basically the... facing one hitter or two hitters. Well, he's right. you're gambling with. Well, right, but. You break you, it down. You know, well, you'd rather face Jansen and Espinal than Springer, potentially. I guess that's the logic there, right? Right, but you also you can get lucky and get a ground ball from. Espinal. Oh, I guess you, you wouldn't. Know, you're right. You wouldn't have. Had to, if there's one out, you wouldn't have had a face Springer anyway, because you face. Oh no! If you walk Jansen, then you would then have a had. Ground to, ball ends the game. No, you no, no. Out Jansen, yeah. You got to face Espinal either way. No, no, no. But let's say you walk Jansen, you face Espinal, but then you get Espinal out. Now you have to face Springer. That's what they okay, were trying well, to do: is avoid facing George Springer at the top. But a great way to do that is let's say Jansen grounds out. By the way, and, and yeah, if you're lucky enough that the game doesn't end right there. Then you still need to face the next hitter. Well, no, not all, all the all the cards on getting Espinal the ground out. No, no, but I'm saying if you pitch to Jansen and Espinal, you don't have to worry about George Springer, and that's what they were choosing Correct. to do. Correct. Right. But so at the end of the day, we're still putting all our cards in getting Espinal out. Right. But but Espinal's their, their ninth hitter. I mean, you you'd rather be able to get him out is what I'm saying. So they chose. See, I don't. I can't make a big deal of that. They chose to go after Jansen with the eight hitter and then Espinal, but they didn't obviously right, get Jansen to that point. Kills you. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Jansen got the job done. He, I mean, he hit the homer. What are you supposed surprise, to do? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. Sometimes you get beat. I'm not going to go nuts over those. A well-played game, certainly a well-pitched game. And, well, that's for sure. Yeah, obviously the decision did not work out for him. I've got, I've got two more points. So I'm mm-hmm. regarding the boss. Everyone's, I hear, especially listening to the fan, you listen to guys like Stewart and the whole thing, you know, the boss, the boss is turning over in his grave. Give me a second. Back in the day, 
Right. As opposed to, you know, the NBA, right now baseball is not a very star, you know, driven league. Back in the day, you big guy, let's give him a contract. Now, the, the Pirates, the Rays, all these the Orioles, all these no-name guys, you know, lightning in a bottle, see you later in three years, you're going to be, you know, mowing the lawn. You know, they're, they're not doing anything. Not, modern day baseball is not about the big names. There's nothing, you know, you can really do. Well, it is no. You still want big name guys in that. And, no, that, that that's correct. But kill and smoking the guy on this. It's just that back in the day it was more. All right, you get Reggie Jackson, you get this guy, that guy, and you know, then you win automatically. Now they Shane McClanahan's going to no hit you. He doesn't have to be Randy Johnson or Roger Clemens. Well, I mean, the Rays turn out these guys left and right, Ben. Uh, as as you know, you watch them play here. So yeah, I yeah. mean, the the difference in payroll versus what the results are on the field is just really hard. To fathom whether you look at the Mets versus right, the Rays, you want them to go and sign Danny Jansen? Yeah, right. I mean, nah. <laughs> right. Sometimes I it's say the type this, of game Ben. It is. Well, sometimes I say this where you have more money. Sometimes it hurts you because other teams can't go out there and make those mistakes because if you have more money, you'd be spending more of it on different players that maybe wouldn't give you the results that the guys who aren't costing as much are giving you. Right, but it's just to say that. Used to be, look, look around Major League Baseball from back in the day. You're either, you know, 31 and, I don't know, one and, you know, 130 or you're 100 and, you know, 60. Now these, that's just not the case. You're going to have the Pirates who came out of nowhere. The Rays, a strange, the Rays are, you know, a strange organization. Mm-hmm. Just the way it works. It's not all about the big bats. You're from, big guns. You from Those Canada? are going to be the strikeout guys. You from Canada, Ben? I am not. Oh, you just said organization. As opposed to organization, usually, yeah. usually Canadians. A good call, Ben. I appreciate checking in. Usually Canadians emphasize the I, organization. Here in America, generally we say organization. I think. When you said organization, it made me think of you know like Brett the Hitman Hart or something like that, and you know being Canadian. Anyway, I mean it's remarkable what these teams have been able to do with minimal payroll. The Pirates coming back down to earth a little bit, but still, I mean, the, the fact that they're out to a 23-20 and 20 start, remarkable. But the Rays do it better than anybody else. The Rays are the new A's, but they're better. Ray is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? Hi, Sal. Outstanding show as usual. Thank you, Ray. How are you? <laughs> good. Good, Sal. What a tremendous win tonight. Great win. If this doesn't get, if this doesn't get them going, nothing Well, You know what, Sal? They they got they're finally getting it right and start getting rid of the deadwood like Vogelback. He next he has no the you know, he should he has no position on this team, you know and and, and let let Vientos be the everyday DH. Sal looks like he you know don't forget they came up big in big spots tonight. Them two kids against against the best team in baseball against a good bullpen. And and you know it's a it's great to see these balls go 420 feet. We haven't seen that with, with lack of Met power. You know, next thing I would do get rid of Nito Vogelback. And you know what, Sanchez can leave after. I mean, uh, Gary Sanchez can leave Friday. Bottom line, bring him up. 
Yeah. He, he, at least he has a chance of getting a hit. Nito gives you you Nito give you gave you six hits all year. Yeah, and Perez is up here right now with Nito being on the IL for his dry eye or whatever issues. Gary Sanchez will be here because the Mets aren't gonna let him go before he could opt out of his contract. So he'll be up here replacing Perez on the roster just a matter of when, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Friday. Uh, he will be here though. I, I feel strongly about saying that. Right, Sal. It looks like a different ball club. It looks like a club that's got good power. You make those moves. But like you said, Sal, it all comes down to Scherzer, Verlander, and, and if Senga could give you what we think he could give us, it's all, this ball club is going to take off. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to go there yet, Ray, and thank you for the call. I'm not going to say that they could take off yet, but they certainly have that potential to where you know you could see these guys getting it together. It was a very encouraging performance from the Mets. Some of the young Mets contributing. That's what makes it even more encouraging. And now if you can couple that with Lindor getting going, with Marte eventually, oh, look, maybe Marte is just shot, and the Mets are going to need a new right fielder and left fielder. That is possible too. But certain moves they can make in season here to upgrade this ball club. They got to start winning some games here, though. Phil is calling from Yonkers. What's up, Phil? Sal, how are you going, man? First how are you, time, Phil? Always wanted to say that I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, I, I, I won't say what Pete said tonight. I don't want to get in trouble on the radio, but the town field, especially after being at the park last night, talk about talk about a turnaround. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I agree with what you said about, about Vientos and the DH. I mean, the way the lineups and the off days rotate, you should be able to get the days in the field. I don't understand this. Uh, heightened sense of that he's not going to be in the field or that there's going to be too much emphasis on him only being, you know, in the batter's box. And, and listen, I, I, I think Mauricio will be will be playing second base within a month. I think especially if you could plug McNeil into the outfield, you know, I don't see why not. Well, right, um, that would be the way to do it. You have Mauricio come up, have him play second. McNeil goes to, you know, left field. He could play yep. right field as well if you need him to give Marte off. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. So maybe that's the quickest way to, Maurice, to get Mauricio here. Yeah, no, for sure. And I just wanted to make kind of a, a general point about this season kind of Going into last season, and then I'll kind of end off with kind of a question and kind of put the ball on your court. And I'm just now I'm a little bit more of an optimistic slash realistic Mets fan than most. I try not to be too doom and gloom, chicken little skies falling. Um, but you know, I just feel like the vibes have been off and different since last year. I mean, first off, the second that Mitch Keller broke Marte's hand with that ball was was the, the moment our season ended. Um, and then I think just the trickle down from September, and then you know. We had a very internal off season where we needed to. I wasn't expecting them to do a lot, uh, you know, as far as pre agency. They needed to re-sign Nimmo and Diaz. They replaced Ver, uh, Degrom with Verlander. Okay, and you know, I'm, I'm I think we dodged the bullet with Correa long term, but it, it, it always kind of gets in the back of my mind that the organization knows that there's a hole to fill. There's 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 something needs to be done with that lineup, and they were willing to throw a big contract to that guy. Um, and then, of course, everything that happened with Diaz with, with, with the with WBC. I'm not, I'm not going to rile you up about that and how you feel about that. Um, but it was just a weird vibe to start the year. Um, and, you know, the pitching is banged up. You know, we saw we saw with Sanga tonight. Um, the offense is just not in the rhythm like last year. You know, they, they don't have that one-two punch with Nemo and Marte and, 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 and working counts and, and, and getting to the three and the four. So, and to your point, maybe Marte is done. Maybe he needs to be a, a, a lower a lower lineup guy. Um you know, I, I just felt at some point last year, I mean, they won 101 games, but, but they, they, they still 
kind of, you know, had some roadblocks and mistakes along the way. I felt that like it could have even, even won one more. If, uh, well, it's besides the point now, but I think the point is I kind of expected them not to make as deep of a run as they did last year. Not to, not to, not to feel vindicated. Like I told you so when, when everything happened with the Padres, I was just as upset when I was sitting there in my seat uh, at game three. But I, I also felt this sense last year going into this year that there was going to be a little bit of a regression because of more reliance on the younger guys, putting more on Alvarez's plate, putting more on Beatty's plate. But no, you know, and, and now with Vientos and 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 Mauricio, and I, I also kind of have this weird um, sense of comfort that I think Atlanta is the best team in not just the division but all of baseball, and I don't think we're catching them. And I think our path is the wild card. And listen, we're, we're what are we a game, a half a game out of the wild card with 118 games left? I mean. <laughs> it is a lot of a lot of seasons to play. Like, hello, 2019 Nationals, 2021 Braves, 2022 Braves. Right. Um, you got to so- get hot at the right time. They are built to with the postseason, with the pitching. The problem is you worry about that pitching, and thanks for the call, Phil. And that's why I say that Scherzer is maybe the most concern, or the biggest concern for me. Because without him and Verlander being atop their game in October, it doesn't matter anyway. I mean, we need the Mets to get there first. They have to be able to get there in consecutive seasons and then we have to have those guys at the top of their game. As you saw last year, even though DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett were all healthy and ready to go, they did not get the job done. But you're right. I mean, Atlanta might be the best team in all of Major League Baseball. And the Mets, you know, got to try to chase them down. But even if they don't win the division, which at this point, I don't know how you could expect that they would. Anything could happen, sure. But right now, it would be the focus on just getting in and then taking your chances. And we've seen crazier things happen before. That's why I don't worry about the standings. I'm not worried about the other teams. I'm not worried about the opponents. Just look at the Mets. Watch them. Worry about them and see how they look to you. And the majority of this year, they've just not looked like a team that's good enough. Last night, they finally showed some fight. They showed some resiliency. They used some power to come back in that game. And they had a nasty pitcher on the mound. Can they build off of it? Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Go to 2 a.m. Pat Boyle will take you through the overnight. Let's finish here talking some Mets. Hector in Washington Heights. I saw some of the videos. You were at the game, Hector. Oh, my man. How you doing, brother? That was a game that your dreams were made of right there. Vientos and Alvarez both going deep. A walk-off winner by Alonzo. What a game. It's amazing, Sal. But before we get into that real quick, I have to ask, who's producing today? Who's answering the phones? Uh, right now, it's Alex's arm. Who? Alex's arm. He's filling in for Fleegs. This guy's not a baseball fan? What is he, a Yankee fan? I have no the idea. Man? Why? No he's energy. A, he's a Yankee like fan. A, oh, that's a, I, no he's not, He doesn't need the energy. He's not on the air. I need the energy. No, no, no. Yeah, but like he was like, uh, <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning, for goodness sake. Come on, Hector. 
I just think right now the Braves are clearly the better team. Oh, now the Braves are a better team, man. Well, who do you think is a better team? The Mets. Who, who do you think is anyway. a better team? The Mets or the Braves? Listen, I don't care who's a better team. Right oh, now. All okay. I know is okay. the division is in reach until it's not in reach, and that needs to be the goal until it can no longer be attainable. Because then, if you fall short of that, hopefully you end in a wild card like you did last year. But if you reach for a wild card and you fall short of a wild card, then you're out of it. But tonight was a great night, Sal. I was in there, and I was losing my mind. And at one point, I'm like, why the heck am I here? And I'm seeing people leave, and I'm like, these losers, you don't freaking leave. You die to the end with this team because every now and then, they give you life. And they gave us life today, and it was the kids that we all been calling for, and they came through, and then Big Pete gives the biggest blow of the night. And hopefully this is it, Sal. And Sega cannot go unmentioned because we've been clamoring for some good starting pitching. And that was a start. He gave us six beyond quality innings, kept us in the game for us to come out with this great Sanga was we terrific. Not lose tonight, I have Sal. a bone to pick with you, though. One quick bone to pick with you. I see oh. you do these videos and you post them on Twitter, reaction videos. You call them blunt thoughts and all that. But you need to be recording Live, you missed a I moment. Was. I was recording live during Alvarez, and oh. then my battery died. What do you want from me? Well, I want you to get a phone that has a normal battery. I want to see your reaction to Vientos, your reaction to Pete, your reaction to Alvarez. That is what's going to do well on social media. If you get your actual reaction, live reaction as it happens, not a reaction after the fact. I was live when Alvarez hit the home run. It's a miracle my phone didn't go flying somewhere. Okay. You got to yeah. be careful about that, too. I hear you. I hear you. But sometimes, you know, I, I'm out all day. I forget to charge the phone. And then I get in the game and boom, done. And there goes that. And Twitter eats a lot of battery. I do need a new phone, though. Yeah. My battery's like on its last, last phone. All right, Hector. Well, Who cares about my phone? Yeah, it's well, I just I wanna... love DM. Yeah, well, keep Let's... it clean here. You're going to drop another bomb like Alonzo did. The biggest bomb he dropped was on uh, Steve Gelbs on the postgame show. Jim is in Haverstraw. Jim? Salami. What's going on, bud? How are you, Jim? I'm all right, pal. You got that uh, smart, smart watch going yet or what? No, That's not yet. Like... I haven't had time. Over the weekend, I'll try to set that up. All right, bud. You got to wear it so you check your heartbeat or your pulse or whatever. Oh, it does um, that? I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? It, it will tell you to calm down and all that stuff. Um, when when are you done with this shift, pal? By the way, I know you're done in four or five minutes, so I'll try to make it quick. But when yes. are you done with this shift? Keith comes back June 6th. June 6th. All right, man. I'm going to miss you, even though I do still listen to you very late. But, um, hey, listen, that, that caller was right. He, he should have uh, walked Jansen for the bases loaded. Um, you, you, you pitch to Espinal, even if he doesn't go it, it get into a double play, and you just get another out, two outs, then you play Springer at regular depth. You don't have to play, uh, you know, we're going to lose the game depth. Uh, right, but still, that. you're facing the better hitter there. I mean, it, they just... It, 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 it doesn't matter. It, I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, the, the analytics of it and all that stuff. The, the, the odds are somebody's going to get the ball out to the outfield, right? 
All they have to do is it it it, it makes sense to play for the double play. They did it the inning uh, before or, or two innings before that and worked out for them. But um, listen, man, I, I want to say this about Boone, right? And I never really had a problem with Boone until the other day during uh, the press conference after um, you know, he was going back and forth with the Blue Jays coach about in the coach's box, out of the coach's box. That was the first time I ever saw some insane uh, emotion about his baseball team. And it makes me sick that that's when I get the emotion when they're uh, playing around like high school kids. It's like, you know, there's nothing during the, the regular season. And I hear him, you know, uh, you know, he's emoting, right? He's, he's angry. He's, you know, he's doing things. And it's like, where is that during, during, you know, uh, the regular season? Tierney played a, uh, you know, a clip with uh, Bob Melvin, the San Diego uh, coach. You know, I think mm. I said this the other night where, you know, he, he came up and ripped his guys a little bit, right? Tatis, Machado, all those guys, Soto. And it's like, Boone does nothing. But now I see him steam coming out of his ears when they're, you know, they're messing around with each other. Yeah, and look, Boone, I like that fire, Jim, and thank you for the call. I like the competitive fire that he has shown here. It's not just this series. Boone has had... You know, the, the knack for doing that. I mean, I joke and call him a data applicator, but, man, he looks like a real manager when he's going out there protecting his players and getting fired up, and he's clearly a competitor. The gum toss, the yelling from the dugout at the other sideline or, you know, the other dugout. I love it from Aaron Boone. I love seeing that. You can tell he, he wears it. He cares. Everybody's different, but I like the emotion that Boone shows and the passion and that competitiveness from him. And we'll see if the Yankees go out there and finish off this series here. Take three of four. It's an important one for both the Mets and the Yankees. We'll be on later on tonight to react to both of them. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate every one of you. Thanks to Connor Green. Thanks to Alex's arm. We'll see you later on this evening. Pat Boyle is here to take you through the rest of the overnight. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Sports Radio 1019 FM. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.